the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, true faith is always tested, either by the temptations within us or the trials around us, because a faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. We know that God tests us to bring out the best in us, but Satan tempts us to bring out the worst in us. Valuable lessons to learn today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno and on highlands.us on the web. Welcome. Thank you for spending a few moments of your time with us today as we continue our journey through Genesis. Abraham has just died. It's now Isaac's turn to pick up the mantle, and that's what we'll explore over the next couple of programs. Won't you join us? Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely now with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. The ministry of Abraham was passed on to Isaac, and so we're studying Isaac's life today. And with the possible exception of Moses, there's probably not a person in the Old Testament that is more meek than Isaac. When his dad laid him on the altar, he was... Uh, a young man, and, but he made no attempt to try to escape. And when his father's servant went out and selected his bride, he didn't question the, the choice. He, when his water rights were challenged, as we'll find here in this chapter, he, he didn't go to war. Just, Jesus said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This was a quiet, peace-loving person, far more so than either his father or his son. And what that tells us is that God can use all kinds of temperaments, all kinds of people. Because there might be somebody here, oh, I'm not flashy and I don't know how to speak and I'm I'm not comfortable meeting people. I'm, I'm just a really quiet kind of person. God can't use me. Yes, he can. He can use us all. He made us the way we are for a reason. Now, the parallels between Abraham's life and Isaac's life is suggested right here at the very beginning of this chapter, chapter 26, because we're told that there was a famine in the land besides, or not the same one, as the earlier famine in Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. So what the author is intentionally doing is connecting this with a previous story. (laughs) In fact, more than one story. And uh, we're reminded that there was a great famine in the land and uh, that uh, we're reminded of what Abraham did. Abraham failed to trust in God. He fled off to Egypt. He pretended that his wife was his sister. That got him in trouble with Pharaoh. And now we find Isaac in a similar situation. So what is he going to do? Well, sadly, Isaac exhibited the same lack of faith and repeated the sin of his father, like father, like son. Now, it's true that he didn't actually get to Egypt. He stopped at Gerar, and that's because the Lord uh, met with him there and told him to remain in the land. But there's no doubt of where he was planning to go because God specifically said, do not go down to Egypt. Now, in a famine, Egypt was the place to go. Abraham had gone there. 
Uh, Isaac was inclined to go there. Uh, years later, Joseph was there in a famine. So in a famine, you wanted to go to Egypt. But God said, don't go. What, what's so bad about Egypt? What's wrong with Egypt? And the Bible tells us that Egypt represents the world and its values. So it's not the place of God's blessing. And if Isaac wants to be blessed, then he needs to remain in the land of promise, which is the place of blessing. We're told as we studied the life of Abraham that God appeared to him eight times. But it seems that God only appeared to Isaac twice in his lifetime, and both of those are recorded in this chapter. So far as we know, this is, it was the first time in Isaac's entire life that God had spoken to him, and we would think that on the basis of that, he would be floating on cloud nine, and yet immediately after this, while he's still in Gerar, he repeats the sin of Abraham. Now, we might think of this as strange, but you think about it, there were very few miracles that he was aware of. Remember that the Bible had not yet been assembled. That was done 400 years in the future. He would have known about the miracle of creation because at that time everybody <clears throat> knew about that. Uh, he would have known about the miracle of the flood because at that time everybody knew about that. All of the ancient civilizations record a global flood. Uh, he would have figured out probably that his own conception was a miracle. But the number of miracles he had was nothing like the number of miracles that we have. I mean, we know about the miracles of how God worked and that are recorded for us throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. We know about the miracle of the virgin birth, the miracle of the crucifixion and resurrection, the miracle of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. We, we know of a lot more incidents where God performed a miracle than he, he did, and yet we oftentimes fear for our safety and sin because of that fear. And that fear is related to a failure to believe that God is with us, as we shall see today. So the life of Isaac, as is presented here in chapter 26, had to do with him learning that God was present with him. In fact, there's no less than three declarations of this we find in this one chapter, one at the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end. The first was future tense, sojourn in this land, and I will be with you. That's verse 3. The second was in present tense, fear not, for I am with you. That's verse 24. And the third is in the past tense, which was given by the pagan king Abimelech, where he said, we see plainly that the Lord has been with you. Future, present, and past. But how Isaac received and believed the reality of God's presence affected how he lived. That was true with him. That's also true with us as well. Now, true faith is always tested, either by the temptations within us or the trials around us, because a faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. We know that God tests us to bring out the best in us, but Satan tempts us to bring out the worst in us. And in one form or another, every generation must experience the same kinds of tests as previous generations, if only to discover that the enemy doesn't change and we as people don't get any better. Abraham is mentioned eight times in this chapter, and you find the word father six times in the 
reason for that is to connect that Isaac is his father's son. There are many lessons in this chapter for fathers and children. Uh, To fathers it says, what you do will almost inevitably affect your children for good or bad, so do what's right in the sight of God. And to children it says, don't follow the footsteps of your father when he's wrong, only when he follows God. It's good for us to be encouraged by a good example, but we must remember and, and learn that we are ultimately responsible to our Heavenly Father. Now, before Isaac was born, when Abraham arrived in Canaan, he found a, a famine in the land. He first faced the first of his tests, and his solution was to abandon the place that God had chosen for him, the place of obedience, and run to Egypt. And he set a bad example, and his descendants followed his example. Listen, this is important for us to understand. That the safest place in the world for us to be is right in the center of God's will. For God, the will of God will never lead us where his grace can't provide and protect us. Unbelief asks, how can I get out of this? But faith asks, what can I get out of this? Not how can I get out of this, but what can I get out of this? What can I learn from this? Why did God allow this to happen? There's a reason. And so with that as an introduction, let's study the chapter in greater detail. We're in chapter 26, verse 1. Now there was a famine in the land, besides the earlier famine of Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. So the possibilities of a famine here in Canaan are never far away because it is and was uh, largely an arid land. And so if there was a lack of rainfall, many people would necessarily be on the move, and Isaac was no exception. And so when he faced this famine, this problem of famine, he, went to, he chose to go to Gerar and get some help from King Abimelech. It only mentions Isaac's name here because the focus is on him, but actually when he traveled, he traveled with all of his possessions and family and those who depended on him. There in Gerar, the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and will bless you. And to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and kept my requirements, my commands, my decrees, and my laws. So, Isaac stayed in Gerar. The incidents found in verses 3 and 24 are the first incidents of the promise of God in Genesis that I am with you. And in the face of the impending famine, the Lord promised that uh, he would bring about all of these things. But Isaac was instructed not to leave the land. You know, Isaac must have been thrilled at God declaring the promises of people and land and blessing that had been given to his father. But the command to not go down to Egypt was a substantial test of Isaac's faith because this famine was regional and therefore included Gerar. And so, humanly speaking, to obey by staying in Gerar at a time of fasting was to really court disaster. Why? Well, because Isaac was called to reside there as an alien. Devoid of legal status and totally dependent on the goodwill 
of the local pagan community in the midst of a famine. Now, godless people are hardly under control when they are well-fed. And they're far more difficult to keep under control when they're in a famine. But he did, and God promised that he would specifically be with him and bless him. I want you to note here that a faithful Abraham means a blessed Isaac. That God blessed Isaac because of Abraham's life and faith. Just as he blesses us for the sake of Christ Jesus. What a marvelous truth as we explore the life of Isaac today. Well, there is much more ground to cover. We'll do so next time we are together here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Sheely. In the meantime, if you would like to explore our website to learn a bit more about us, Pastor Layton, the ministry of Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. It's really quite easy to explore. Simply visit highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And we'll have all kinds of information for you there, including past programs. Highlands.us. Tomorrow, back in Genesis, looking at the life of Isaac, here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.